Hello everyone, I'm Yvonne Edoutu and this is Beautiful My Podcast. Welcome to Beautiful okay. Mind Podcast. Okay. If you're new here, thanks for listening to this episode. And if you're a returning subscriber, please don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, like, share, and download. But first of all, I just want to ask you, how are you doing? I want to acknowledge all the essential workers that have been risking their lives to take care of all the people suffering from the coronavirus. We acknowledge you and we thank you for your sacrifice. I hope you have been washing your hands and staying at home. The only way we can flatten this curve is if we are social distancing and staying at home. Now on to today's guest. Before I introduce her and bring her to the show, I would like to read her bio. My next guest is a graduate of psychology from both the University of Ife in Nigeria and the University of Surrey in the UK. She has also obtained a counseling certificate from the Institute of Counseling in the UK. She specializes in counseling for a range of mental health issues, including depression, anxiety, stress management, and coping with social isolation. She can be contacted confidentially via email and phone number. I will provide her contact details in the description. She also trains corporate organizations and schools on stress management awareness and coping skills. She's a seasoned realtor, facility manager, and interior decorator and rights and property issues in Lagos. Please welcome Miss Caroline Akimoto on the show. How are you Thank doing? You. I'm good. I can Very see well. you wear many hats. You're a psychologist, you're an experienced realtor and a writer. Yes. I mean, with all this, when you were yeah. a child, what did you want to be? Um, when I was a child, I always knew I wanted to work with people. Um, I wanted to be a psychologist, which is why I studied psychology. Um, so I've always wanted to understand how people function, why they test. I've always wanted to work with people when I was okay. young, from, from when I was really young. So is that what drove you to be passionate about mental health? Yes, that drove me to be passionate about mental health. Like I said, I've always wanted to know why people behave the way they do why people think the way they do and why people, you know, do things um, the way they do. So it's, it led me in the path of psychology. I know at this period that most countries, most, yes. most states are on lockdown and people are at home. They're safe at home. I don't want to use the word stock. I decided to bring you on the show because I like us to have a discussion about how to navigate one's mental health during this COVID-19 times. So from your psychology practice and your experience, what's the link between an epidemic and mental health struggles? Are there any? Yes, there are many links between um, mental health and uh, epidemics, um, like the one we're in. During epidemics, you see people suffering from a lot of anxiety, um, things like... uh, uh, sleep disorders. So, you know, people worry because they're, they're scared for the future. They don't know what's going to happen. That's so um, people, people start to behave a bit unlike how they would behave normally. Okay. So they eat more, they worry more, they um, 
sometimes sleep a lot more because they're on lockdown. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to get out of bed. It's really hard to motivate yourself to do anything. Okay. Some people gravitate towards the fridge a lot because, you know. That's about um, eating and baking, baking yes, banana yes. bread also. That's right. Yeah. I mean, the amount of um, um, professionals in baking banana bread that there are now is just um, quite astounding, you know. And um, they, they just do things they wouldn't normally do, you know, like hoarding. You know, we've, we've, seen, we've seen on TV people going to shops and just panic buying everything. Yes, a lot of toilet paper. On. Yeah, lots of toilet paper. Bananas. Lots of That's masks. why everybody's making banana bread because they bought so yes. many bananas that ripened quickly. And... That, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, and uh, of course you buy, apart from banana, you buy perishable things that you don't realize that in a week, less than a week, they're all going to go bad, you know? So you start to throw out a lot of things, you know? Um, even hoarding of masks, you know? You find people buying masks that oh, they yeah, don't need or use, you know? They're just so, and then That's right, you know? And then fears, of course, about the future. So you have people having psychosomatic disorders. And what I mean by psycho- psychosomatic is um, people start feeling pains and um, illnesses that they actually don't have. Wow. So people might feel as if they have um, pains in their heart, pains wow. in their head, wow. you know, pains in their muscles, which it's all mind-related, you That's know. True. That's so true. Um, you, you, there, there is a direct link between... Um, pandemics or epidemics and mm. uh, uh, stress disorders. I like that you mentioned sleep. I've been seeing yes. so many tweets and I also think that affected me. People have been having weird dreams. <laughs> I read a tweet and different people kept mentioning that they've just been taking naps and having weird dreams. Even me, you just wake up and you're like, where's this dream yes. coming from? On a normal day, I don't dream like this. Yes. All of a sudden, yes. what, what, yes. where do you think it stems from? What it stems from, in short, is that your mind is not at rest. So you're going through the rapid eye movement of sleep, which normally, if you're at rest, you may not go through. So rapid eye movement means that your brain is still alert. So, you know, if you watch a baby sleep, you will see the baby's eyes fluttering. Or even if you watch your husband or, uh, you know, partner sleep, you'll notice that at some stage they're twitching in their sleep there. You know, a bit restless, their eyes maybe not closed properly or, you know, it's fluttering. Yeah. So what that means is that the mind is not fully at rest. They're in that dream phase, right? So the reason people are having uh, weird dreams is because their mind is not at rest. Um, Of course, their worries and their fears translate into dreams. So even though you sometimes think while you're awake, I'm not worried. When your body is resting and your mind is trying to rest, your fears can come out in your dreams mm-hmm. and, you know, your sleep. So um, that's why people dream a lot during this phase because they're worried, they're anxious, they're not, um, they're, they're, they're not 
truthful to themselves that they're not worried. So you know what? You, when you say, "Oh, I'm not worried," it comes out in your dreams because you are worried. It's subconscious. Yeah. Wow. You know, your subconscious keeps a lot of things in. You know, sometimes some of the most outwardly strong people yeah. can sometimes subconsciously hold a lot of fears in them. That's true. You know. And that's why sometimes when you come across bullies and people who intimidate you and threaten you, um, you shouldn't take it personally because it actually comes from a deep rooted fear within them, you know. Oh. So oh. anyway, yeah. So in short, their mind is not at rest. Okay. And that's why they're having Weird they're dreams. having all these dreams. Yes. Thank you. So now Speaking of staying at home and working from home, how do you think people can have discussions or open up about your mental health struggles? There are some people that have never dealt with mental health issues, but staying at home, this coronavirus, the fear of coronavirus, the fear of it affecting your loved ones, even the fact that the whole world is on standstill. Things are on standstill, decisions are on standstill, jobs, people have lost their jobs, some offices have slashed salaries. There's so much going on. How can people yeah. open up their mouths and just talk to other people or explain the triggers to family, friends and loved ones, especially during these times? Well, the, the important thing is to have people or have someone you're close enough to, to open up to. Um, don't um, think you can deal with everything alone. Everybody needs somebody to talk to. Um, the the role of churches, the role of um, um, offices can't be overlooked because, you know, when you're in a work environment, you have people to talk to, even though it might be just on a superficial level. Yes. You still have somebody to talk to, whether it's to say, what are you having for lunch? You know, um, look at what so-and-so did to me. Yeah. You know, you have people. In church, you have um, church counselors who um, fulfill the need of people going to and offloading their fears, their worries. In a lockdown and a pandemic, the phone is there. If you don't have anyone living in the house you can talk with, if you have maybe just children, you need to pick up the phone and phone someone. The role of myself, a counselor, is there for you to call confidentially because some people have relationship problems. They have deeper rooted problems they just can't talk to anyone about or people they might not want to know about their issues. So um, you could call somebody like myself who you could talk to confidentially. You could call uh, a good friend who um, you could talk to. Those who are, who are into writing could start writing, you know, write some, what, how you're feeling, write a book, write just, you know, writing is actually very therapeutic. Um, Because I I keep a journal, so I know that. (laughs) Yes, yes. Keeping a journal is healthy because when you look back and read things you write, it might actually surprise you that you felt this way or how well you actually dealt with it, you know, at the time. So keeping journals is is really good. Um, 
like I said, pick up the phone, talk to somebody, go for a walk. Even if you can take a 15-minute walk every day, it, it clears the mind. Okay. Taking deep breaths, sitting down and taking deep breaths and exhaling helps a lot as well. If you can't find anyone to talk to, you can do that. So there, 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 there are a few ways you can uh, help yourself. Okay. But with regards to talking to people, the only way right now is if you're living with somebody or you have a phone and you have a close friend, a close family member, a confidant, or somebody like myself. Okay. So that's why it's important. You put my phone number, which is a WhatsApp number as well. And the email um, address. They, can, they, can, they can contact me by DM on my Instagram page. Okay. And um, they can also email me um, if they wanted to. So um, it's important to let I'll people ensure know. I, how you I will ensure I, I link the your email, phone number, and Instagram. Yes. Your Instagram username is Caroline Aki. Caroline A. Yes, Caroline A. A. Then Aki. A. Aki. That's right. Yes. That's it. So, so if you're listening and you would like to reach out to Miss Caroline feel free send an email phone call or send a dm so moving on we are going to talk about the access to mental health service providers currently in nigeria i in 2018 i was assaulted and i know my friend put it up it was actually mo mo that introduced us she put it up on twitter and she was like oh my friend needs to talk to a counselor or a therapist and this organization reached out to me mentally aware she dropped my phone number and they called me checked up on me and followed up and all and it felt so good to know that they are service providers like this that have people on the other end that check up on you call you and they followed up with me and all and it was it was free i didn't have to pay for anything so during this lockdown now how can nigerians that just come into the realization of how fragile their mental health is how can they seek help first of all you have to be self-aware that you are actually having mental well stress you're suffering from some sort of stress or you're not coping well because a lot of people still associate mental health issues with some sort of stigma you know so they hesitate to reach out to anyone um there's no stigma attached to it um depression is a mental health problem that can be solved through talk therapy you don't need to take drugs okay unless it gets really bad um anxiety is another mental health problem that can be solved through talk therapy you don't need to take drugs again um a lot of people need to be aware that the sooner they access somebody who can talk to them and find out what the problem is the better for them because a lot of people go on to develop other psychological and psychiatric problems which arise from them not seeking help quick enough so um by the time someone starts behaving irrationally, um, talking to themselves, um, you already know that this person needs to see a psychiatrist and not a counselor. Because a psychologist counselor does not administer drugs okay. or shouldn't 
I have seen where they do in Nigeria, but they shouldn't. But they shouldn't. Okay. No, they shouldn't. A psychologist is uh, trained um, in mental health. Being aware and dealing with mental health problems um, by talk therapy. A psychiatrist is a doctor, so they are trained to administer drugs okay. to people. So if a psychologist um, becomes aware that their client needs some more further intervention, then they should refer them to a psychiatrist. So um, I'd like I'd like to make that clear because a lot of people are not aware of the differences between the two. So um, yes, it's important to reach out. By the time you start feeling that you're not able to cope, you should reach out to somebody, a psychologist who can help you, a counselor who can help you and um, point you in the right direction. Thank you for yes. that. Thank you for explaining that. And there are, quite, there are quite a few. If you go on Instagram, if you um, go on Facebook, you will find that there are even private ones. Even the psychiatric hospital in Yaba, in Yaba. has, um, yes, has counselors, you know, you can, you can see and talk to. A lot of... Um, Clinics also are linked to psych psychologists who they can point their patients to because a lot of patients also present themselves in hospitals with psychosomatic disorders, mm -hmm. which is feeling pains and illness, which are not actually there. Somebody could actually physically feel that something is growing in their body or physically feel that something is wrong with them. They're throwing up, but wow. it's all psychosomatic because they're not addressing, yes, the, 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 the problem. Oh, wow. That's, yes. So I've read tweets from several people on Twitter that complained about how therapy in Nigeria is not serious and it's a waste of money. Like, we know that therapy is not popular in Nigeria, and I, and I believe it's very necessary how do you think we can make therapy become more accessible to Nigerians? I know you mentioned Facebook, but like how many people go on Facebook? A lot of people in my age group have all moved on from Facebook. They're now on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I know. Instagram. And all yeah. the other ones. Yeah, minus Facebook. Facebook is like for the adults or the older people that like to keep in yes. touch with like their secondary school classmates. So how can we, yes. how can a therapy become more accessible to Nigerians and how can it be normalized to see a therapist at any age? Okay, I'm glad you said at any age. And you also said Facebook is for the older generation. So at any age means that it should be advertised on Facebook as well. It because should. you do have a generation of people who have grown up not being aware that counselors are there to help them. That's true. You have a generation of older, and when I say older, over 35, you know, people who believe that something is wrong with them spiritually if they're, um, if they're not, um, if they have mental health issues, like they're suffering from depression or they're having thoughts of suicide or, you know, yeah. even People who have babies, postnatal depression is so common abroad, but here we're not really aware of this, you know? I think it's common, but people just can't put a word to it because their parents, right. their moms don't talk about it or told them they experienced it. So it's just like, what's wrong with me? Yes, but their moms um, just sucked it up and dealt with it. 
or they were given things to drink, concussions, or, you know, they were taken to a pastor, you know, to pray for, you know? So um, back then, they didn't really appreciate that there were counselors um, they could see. So for the younger generation, I think they're actually very clued up on counselors being there to help them especially people who have schooled abroad and people who have gone on to higher education here in Nigeria. So um, they are aware that counselors are there to help them and psychologists. And I think by making it more accessible, by making it more, um, not user-friendly, but um, by making them aware that these things, they can be helped without, you know, intervention of medication or drinking anything or, you know, you know, having to go on their knees for 20 days and 20 nights. You know, people need to be aware that um, psychologists and counselors can talk to them and help them. I think it's a cultural thing. Let me give you an example. Yes. So back in uni, I schooled in University of Ibadan. And it was until my yes. final year before I knew that you actually have a, would you say career counselor that's assigned to each year? I didn't know that. Yeah. And there were struggles yeah. I had in school. I didn't fail any course or have to. But, yeah. you know, sometimes you're just stressed out and you're struggling. And minus your friends or your family members, who else can you talk to? And it was until final year before I knew that. So I feel like while abroad, I, I, I did my master's in the US. I knew that there was a time, I think it was a... I won't say a snowstorm, but just something not that serious. And we yeah. got emails telling you how you can meet up with the counselor, go to healthcare or health center, have people to talk to you about this and that, you know? So it's like, it's already in their culture. You're stressed out. You should have somebody to talk to. But here That's I was, right. final year students just finding out that, oh, I could actually talk to someone before I picked my courses. Someone I could yeah. explain, okay, this is what I liked. And this is, so yeah. it's the, it's the culture. It, the people and I'm wondering, like the career counselor. I mean, if students were now coming to you, didn't you think that that's an issue? Shouldn't you have like a day where you talk about counseling or just something? Yeah. Do you understand yes. what I mean? So you yes. have that. So it's really not even when you go to Facebook. There's also the mm. trust issue. Like, okay, who has yeah. used this person? Who can I talk to? Mm. And how do I find yeah. this person? Do you understand? Yeah. It's not. It's not yeah. like I can see like clinics or a place where you can find like a maybe I don't know. Maybe there are groups on Facebook that will have like psychologists mm. of Nigeria, and practicing counselors, yes. mental health advocates, and all that. Yeah. So it's only when in another stage where Nigerians meet counselors probably when you want to get married you have to see yes. my yeah you have to go to a marriage That's counseling right. class you know yeah. so it's yeah. at that level so what happens to you when okay you finish uni you're stressed out you're not getting married or so who do you get to talk to how do you yeah, yeah how can we yeah. navigate this or improve this okay. in Nigeria? yes i'm glad you mentioned that because it's still an area which is a bit cloudy to a lot of people I'll tell you how, just a little uh, bit of how I studied psychology and then ended up in property. So let me tell you, I, my first degree was in psychology, right? Okay. I graduated, fine. I went abroad and uh, while abroad, um, I did a, a second degree in psychology. Now getting ready to come back to Nigeria, everyone was like, 
psychology. Who knows psychology in Nigeria? You're not going to make money with psychology in Nigeria. So while I was there, I don't know, fate led me into property management. And while I was working in property management, I... My boss sent me to do a degree, a university degree in property management. Oh, wow. And I did that. And I came back to Nigeria with these two degrees. Now, which one was more, more in demand? You tell me. Definitely real estate. <laughs> real estate. Exa- exactly. So there I was. I went into real estate in Nigeria and it wasn't bad. Real estate facility management, not too bad. But somewhere along the line, I began to realize that Nigerians actually needed a psychology, needed psychologists. There weren't any good psychologists around or people weren't even using their services as well as they should be. I spoke to um, a doctor friend in a hospital who said I should come in for a few hours uh, a week. Oh, wow. To see some patients, yes, that's good because he he felt that they were suffering from psychosomatic um, problems. Okay. So I should come in and uh, talk to them. So I went in and I saw them, and they got better. Then I now decided to go to the psychiatric hospital in Yaba to okay. do some, you know, attachment with them, see how things were going, you know. And found out that they do have a psychology department, but, you know, I think it still needs a bit more. So this was what sort of pushed me into more into psychology again and balancing the two, real estate psychology. So that that's when you asked, how do I cope with, you know, um, these two, I guess I've answered one, one of the questions already you wanted yes, to you ask. <laughs> yes, yes. So, and whilst I was in real estate, I wrote a very popular column called The Diary of a Lagos Island Agent. It, it did very well, but um, I just decided, you know, I was going to focus on the psychology, psychology. counseling. Yes. So I, I'm, I'm still doing all. I'm still, you know, juggling both of them, but I'm beginning to get more and more interest in the, in the psychology counseling aspect of my work. Okay. And you're right. It, it needs more education. Yes, it it needs more putting, putting out there and it needs more um, people who've benefited from it to also put it out there that, you can actually benefit from this thing. In Nigeria. So it, 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 should, it shouldn't be hidden. Mental health is still hidden. It is. It's still hidden. It is. Yes. And it, even when it, you it, tell people hidden. you're feeling like this, they just feel like, oh, come on, yes. it's possible. I mean, That's we are right. Nigerians now. Exactly. We are yes. tough people. And you're like, no. Yes. Yeah. I feel you like... Know, you know, in America, um, yes. people leave their offices and go and see their therapists. Yes, they do. It's just, it's, it's standard. You just have a therapist, you know, to just sort of refocus you and, you know, keep you on the straight and narrow. But the same way they go to the grocery store is how they go to to a therapist. therapist. And there's really nothing to be ashamed of, you know. Like it's a a very normal discussion. Oh, hey. Yes. Oh, okay. I just wanted to mention that I follow some respectable women in their careers in America. Most of them always talk about how therapy changed their lives, how it's the best thing to do, how you need to see a therapist and just someone to help you align, align your life. So you you were talking about children. Yes. 
abroad, you have children who have behavioral problems, you know, hyper, hyperactive. You know, in Nigeria, they, they think solving things like that is with a conk on the head. On you the know? head. <laughs> like that yeah. video we watched. The video oh, on yes, Instagram. Oh, yes, 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 yes that, exactly. That so, you know, so I'm talking about even young children as young as four or five, you know. Wow. They're hyperactive. The poor child is maybe taking in too much sugar or doesn't know how to focus his, uh, his attention. His attention. You know, and need, needs guiding, you know. But instead, gets a big conk or a big slap, you know, to the to the to the head, which actually could tip him over the edge, you know. But abroad, you have um, um, counselors and uh, child uh, psychologists who see the these children and, yeah. and 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 yeah, assess them because they might find out the child is suffering uh, from um, Asperger's, the child is, uh, on the spectrum um, or something. Yes. Yes. Dyslexia, you know, the child might be seeing, um, alphabets wrongly, you know, there's a range of problems that in Nigeria people don't know about, you know? So, um, even, even children that lose their parents, you know, you're dealing with stress in school been bullied, yes. building friendships. That's I right. just feel like yes. there are yes. so many issues that therapists need to fix, yes. especially from it, from the childhood right. or from your childhood stage, really. Yes. And, and in Nigeria, yes. therapy is always relegated to either pastors or, or, yes. or like church That's people. Right. If you are not really Who are not even trained. Who are, Who are not, not even trained therapists. Yes. They're not. They're not licensed. Because all, all, all they will tell you is go and read the Bible and uh, pray, you know? <laughs> Which, um, you know, um, is not bad in itself, but uh, the real problem needs to be, to be addressed. I mean, there's some, some women who are suffering from domestic violence, That's who true. are depressed, traumatized, and will go to um, church, you know, seeking Help. a solution. Yes. And they're told to go back and go and pray and, you know, and, Obviously, that's not going to, to, to help matters. So, you know, going back to what you said, there, there's counseling and therapy is needed in all, all areas and all ages and all sexes. And, you know, men are the ones who would be the least likely to go and see a counselor oh. because of that male ego. Male ego. You know? The like, patriarchy. Yes, that's right. You know? It's never their fault. It's always the woman who has to pray or to cook the best foods or, you know, to. So you're right. If we need to put it out there. I mean, I'm aware that there's much more um, education needed on the role of a therapist, a psychologist, a counselor. There is much more information that's needed to be put out there and for people to tap into it. Yes, they do. I do. Yes. We all need yes. therapists. Facebook is, is just as important. TikTok <laughs> is just as important. It is. Instagram is just as important. Twitter is even more important. Yes, you know, it is. so yes, yes. So all areas are important. So should mental health illnesses such as bipolar disorder, depression, should it be disclosed to one's employer? You know how employees disclose their other health yes. issues? You know, some people yes. upfront. I'm sure yeah. when they are signing their employment letter, they let you know that 
this is what I'm suffering from. Yeah. I may have to take some time to travel for checkups and all that. So do you think an employer should disclose their mental health issues to their employers? Oh, that's a tricky question. Ordinarily, yes. But in reality, in Nigeria, yeah, Nigeria. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, so sure that we are, we are, like I said, you know, before we went, got to this question, a lot more information needs to be put out there. That's true. Uh, that this thing is not something to be feared or hidden because people still hide it and are fearful and see a stigma with it. So because of that, I don't think it's something that Nigeria is ready to face in the work environment. Yeah. Not that it's not the right thing to disclose it, yeah. but that we're not ready. Is it will it be accepted? That's right. That's it. Will it be accepted and will it be dealt with in the right manner? Because it's still feared, because there's still a stigma attached to it, it might not be dealt with well. That's true. And that's, and that's sad. Okay, so now that um, most people are working from home, people that have jobs, yeah. and do you think it's advisable to also be able to just inform their boss that they just need to take a day off, really? Because just because you're not at work doesn't mean these triggers or these issues don't follow you wherever you go. So now that you're at home, I feel like it's even worse, especially if you're alone, if you're isolated, and... It's just messing with your yes. head. There are some days where I just feel like, nah, when you wake up, you know that you can't do anything. And so you just try to calm yeah. down and see whatever work you can get done. Yeah. But is it possible yeah. to just be, or is it advisable? We advise someone like that to just explain to his or her boss that, look, can I just take today off just for my sanity? Okay. Um, there are some jobs, right, that yeah. are high pressured. I have a friend who interprets policies she does interpretation of policies right so she is at her laptop from 8 a.m and she can be there till 10 p.m this includes saturdays and sundays right yes now somebody like that definitely needs to have time away from her laptop and from work and her, her her bosses should understand that there are some jobs that really only need you to be at your laptop and working maybe a couple of hours a day. Yeah. You know, um, in that instance, you actually have a whole lot of time to do what you want um, for yourself. So I don't think it would be right for you to say to a boss who knows you're only doing two hours of work, a day, uh, two hours a day work that you need um, time, off. time off, yes. I mean, if you were at work, going to work, of course you have leave. You'd be entitled to leave, you know? Yes. And yes, you can take time off and everything. And like I said, people who are still doing high-pressured work at their laptops and they're still, you know, sending in information to the office, you know, at the boss's beck and call, of course they should say, I need time off. I need time out. I need a day off, I need a lunch break, and I need to finish at a certain... Well, I mean, some jobs, may really, maybe you can't finish at a certain time. But you, you should ask for time off, you know? 
So yes, um, jobs like that, you need to take time off and ask for it. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of this show. It's called Modern Love. I watched it on Amazon Prime. And in this particular episode, there was this character that had bipolar disorder. And she was reflecting how not disclosing it affected her love life and even her job. She kept getting fired, even though she was really good. It was just that during her lows, her low period, she didn't come to work and she was always out of communication for days. In that kind of situation, I mean, if you have somebody or if I know somebody or somebody that's listening has this kind of experience, how would you suggest that this person handles it? Like in relation to her love life and relation to her workplace? I mean, bipolar is, is an issue which it will at some point affect you outwardly, as in, you know, physically, uh, whatever you're doing. So it's something that if you're in a relationship that is going somewhere you're comfortable with, you owe your partner a duty to tell your partner that you have this problem. If you're at a job where you feel settled and you're working full time and you're going to be taking time off, you owe a duty of responsibility to your boss to let them know that you have this problem. But but take for instance Nigeria, as we said, we see have an educational cultural problem with accepting therapy. Yes. Bipolar it disorder is. means okay, during certain yes. days you may not be able to function or do your job or show up. That means one way or the other you still have yes. to tell your company this yeah, is where you're suffering. Yes. Yes, you do. Because if it's going to affect your work, you have to. You can't just not turn up for work. So 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 if if you're going to do it supported by um a doctor's note or, uh, you know, something from your psychologist or something. It has to be. But you can't just not turn up for work. And bipolar is not something you can say, oh, I'll take leave tomorrow and deal with it during my leave time. Yeah. So if it's going to happen that you won't be able to go, you, you owe your company, your boss, your job, a duty of responsibility to let them know. Yeah. Same way you, you owe your partner that um, responsibility to let them know as well. Okay. Are you a born-again Christian? I'm a Christian. Uh, and yes. Do you think faith should um, have any place in how you handle mental health struggles? If your faith is really strong and it has always helped you, then yes. But it shouldn't be something that should be imposed on somebody who is not a born again Christian. Okay. Because um, mental health doesn't know religion. Sure. Mental health doesn't know um, Christianity or Islam. It's not going to say um, because you're a born again counselor, you're you're not going to see somebody who is a Muslim. You have to be impartial. Mm. You have to be fair. You have to treat a person's problems fairly not look at their religion in treating it of course like i said if you're a strong christian a strong uh, muslim and you feel that uh, reading your bible because for some people listening to um um gospel music um praying strengthens them it's it 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 actually they feel strengthened 
for some Muslims, praying there five times a day strengthens them. Okay. So, yes, if, if, if that is what you've been used to, you've brought, you're brought up with, please continue it. But as a counselor, a counselor has, has no right to, to put their, um, beliefs faith and your yeah, belief before the, no, the no. patient. Thank you. No, you don't on your client. Yes. Okay. So what are the things or activities people should do during this period that we are home or because of COVID-19? What are the activities you can do to improve one's mental health at this time? Okay. Well, some of the things I would say would help you a great deal is ensure that you're eating properly. Okay. Ensure that you have a good balanced diet. Don't eat Indomie in the morning, Indomie in the afternoon, and Indomie in the evening. You know, um, that's, that's not a balanced diet. Make sure you have some fruit. Okay. Make sure you have some vegetables, you know, um, in your fridge. Um, cook it, um, cut it up, eat it in salads, you know. Some, of, some good vegetables that help moods are avocados, um, um, green vegetables, you know, things that contain like fruit, like that has vitamin C in it, oranges, um, pineapples. Okay. Um, just, just make sure that you have a good select. If, if, if your fruit is going off, make a smoothie and put it in the freezer. Use your little um, water bottles, your Eva bottles or, you know, Fill them up, blend your, your, your smoothie. Put it, you don't actually need a smoothie maker. If you have a blender at home and uh, wash it out and um, you can blend your fruit, pour it in the bottles and put in the freezer. So make sure you're eating a balanced diet, okay. first of all. Make sure your room, your home, wherever you're staying, is has air flowing through it. So open up the windows. Let some sunlight come in. Sit by the light, if you can, while you're working. Okay. That also helps a lot as well. Thirdly, take time out from your work to go for a walk. Leave the house. Go out in your compound. If you're, you don't have a huge compound, just maybe walk around the road, go down the end of the road, come back. Nobody is telling you to flout laws or, you know, disobey laws, but go in a safe environment. A lot of people live on estates where they can actually walk around the estates. Yeah, so true. if you can take, if you can take a walk in the morning, it's, it's even better because the morning sunlight as it's coming in gives you a healthy dose of vitamin D in your skin and yeah. vitamin D lifts your mood. Okay. You know, it actually lifts your mood. So if you go for a walk half an hour in the morning, come back, take a shower, place your laptop uh, by the window, open the window, you know, while it's still cool, start your work. And okay. your smoothies, look after yourself. So exercise, eat well, lots of air coming into the, into the home. Take breaks, regular breaks from your laptop. Even if you're still working, stand up. You can stand up, you know, 
If you're okay. reading something, stand up, walk around while you're reading it. You have to keep the blood flowing in your body because if you sit down for, for too long, you could develop blood clots. That's you true. know, some people become couch potatoes in <laughs> lockdown. They're yeah. watching Netflix. They're watching Africa Magic. They're watching rock or football, you know. So and the more you lie down, is that actually you actually lose the will to get up and do anything. Do anything. So, you know, you begin to feel depressed. You begin to feel low. You begin to feel tearful and say, I'm not going to talk to anybody. You must talk to somebody. Okay. Mm. I also feel um, people should do things that they enjoy. So take, for yes. instance, I enjoy watching movies, listening yes. to good music. But during this period, yeah. I try to stay away from any depressing movies or movies that explore yeah. themes of violence, rape, assault, yeah. or worry, or just something that will make me get yes. in a really bad mood. I look for the feel-good yeah. movies and listen to lovely albums or watch comedies. Yeah. I think yeah. just things that are lightweight, nothing heavy, because yes. a yeah. lot is going on in the world. And I also feel people should try and stay away from, stay away from the news. There's so much... Yeah. Just... So much sadness going around. Yes. It, it's just, yes. just stay away and try to preserve mm. your sanity. Because if you keep staring at the news, reading different reports from different countries, yes. you yes. become more paranoid, afraid, you're, you're worked up. You can't even do any other thing. You're just consumed with news, bad news everywhere. You're worried out of your mind and all. So yeah, that's that's one of the things I've been doing just to keep my head in one place, you know, Good just feel like there'll be some people listening right now and their behavior or their moods have gotten worse. They are not feeling the same way they used to feel when they used to go to work and this wasn't happening. How do you explain or how do they admit that they are probably struggling with depression or any other mental health issues? Well, um, if you notice that um, you're finding it difficult to get out of bed, to take a bath, to eat, just low really low you feel sad you're yes. responding you don't want to talk to anybody um that is the time to pick up the phone and seek help to a more um more self-aware okay. call somebody like myself yes you know and um say this is what i notice you know um not coping well and, you know, and talk it through with the therapist, with the counselor. So um, once you start noticing that you're, you're behaving out of character and it's very difficult to motivate yourself or do anything, then that's the time to, to do something about it. Okay. So now we're moving on to the fun part now. So what do you do for self-care? Okay. How do you unwind? Okay. What do I do for self-care? I, what do I do? I make salads. I make some lovely salads, which um, I deliver and give to people because I make quite a bit of it. I can't eat all of it. So oh, do you do it as a business I, or just you only give family and friends? I, people have actually paid me to make for them for some events, small events. Um, okay. But usually I make for family, you know, and take to them. I live on a nest state, so I have a couple of close friends I usually make and take to them. Okay. Or they come over and eat. 
I mean, okay. right now, we, nobody can visit anyone. So, um, you know, uh, it's, it's not something that I do often. But okay. that's one thing I love to do. Um, another thing is I read. I read a lot. And I, I'm writing. I'm writing some things. So I, I write as well. I, I also make sure that I take at least an hour's exercise every day. It's been so, so hard to exercise. Some days you feel like you can exercise. Some other days you're just like, why? What's the point of it? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's yes. really good to exercise during this point. Yes. You see, I know that feeling of what's the point in it, but the minute you put on your shoes and your... Uh, shorts or walkouts wear or whatever and you get out there and you start moving and maybe put on your headphones you feel better you feel better you know and even if it's just walking past people and saying hi you know or (laughs) listening to things on your headphone it you come back in you take a shower and you feel better you know so I, I understand that needing to motivate yourself sometimes, but you need to motivate yourself. Okay. So um, yeah. before I mention your, your contact details again, do you see, I mean, post-COVID, when we all can walk about, you know, do you see patients face-to-face or you do your counseling via phone? I know. Well, I see, I see clients. I don't call them patients. Okay. I call them like clients. clients. Okay. Yes. Because I see them some face to face. I find I do a lot more telephone counseling okay. because a lot of people I talk to are working. They're in offices and they, they, sometimes they actually call me from the office when um, people have gone home. They're still at work. Working till late, you know, a weekend. That's why he prefers talking to me on the phone. phone. So a lot of people prefer that, um, yes, because there's that distance. You can sit in your home, your spot, wherever you are in a cafe, and relax and just talk. Talk. I feel people find out that people will be more comfortable having telephone conversations, like face to face, considering how we are in Nigeria. You know, meaning on the yes. phone, yes. you feel, you feel yes. safe behind the phone call. Exactly. Oh, wow. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. That's yes. good. So you're you're thinking about that now. Yes. I, I yes. am. Whoever is listening, if you're thinking about speaking to a psychologist, I mean, I'll yes. put Miss Caroline, Miss, please reach out to her. Find someone to yes. talk to. You need all the help. So, yeah, yeah it's been so, um, it's been so lovely having this conversation with you. Thank you so yes. much for agreeing to come on the show. You're welcome. You're welcome. And Thanks. I can't wait. I hope more yeah. people listening get to talk to you. Thank you very okay, much. Then. Please contact Miss Caroline on 080-3251-6955. You can also reach her via email at info at rsgservicesltd.com or caroline.com akinloton at gmail.com thank you very much for listening and please don't forget to rate like share and subscribe i'll see you in the next episode